President's Press Conference, State Department Auditorium, Washington, D.C., April 12, 1961. I have several announcements. Uh, today is the uh, 16th anniversary of the death of President Franklin D. Roosevelt. It is also the anniversary of the announcement that a vaccine has been discovered to prevent paralytic polio. Today, over 90 million Americans have been vaccinated with a Salk vaccine. Over 80 million remain unvaccinated. Almost 4,800,000 children have not been vaccinated and a majority of these are under five years of age. I hope that uh, the renewed drive this spring and summer to provide vaccination for all Americans, and particularly those who are young, will have the wholehearted support of every parent in America. I hope that they will, knowing some of the uh, long-range uh, suffering which comes from an attack on polio, with this miraculous drug, I hope that everyone takes advantage of it. Secondly, I wish to announce the formation of an advisory group, the members of which will be assisting Mr. Labouise and other governmental officials in bringing about the much needed change in our foreign aid programs, which we announced in March. Mr. Eugene Black, President of the International Bank and other distinguished members of the banking community who are familiar with the problems of development assistance abroad will be working with us. We've also secured the services of a distinguished member of the New York Bar, Mr. Theodore Tannenwald, who's agreed to assist us in the drafting of the new legislation. Mr. George Gann of the Ford Foundation, who's giving us the benefit of his experience in the organizational aspects of the work. Finally, in the most important phase of the effort, we are fortunate to have the services of Robert Blum of the Asia Foundation, William Dale of the Stanford Research Institute, Samuel B. Hayes of the University of Michigan, Don Humphrey of the Fletcher School in Massachusetts, Professor Arthur Smithies of Harvard, who will work with Dr. Max Millikan of MIT and Mr. Frank Coffin, Director of the Development Loan Fund, to shift the aid to a sound and economical basis. Thirdly, I wish to announce that the U.S. Naval Ordnance Plant at South Charleston, West Virginia, will be sold to the Food Machinery and Chemical Corporation of New York City. The General Services Administration have accepted the bid of 4320000 and this company is proposing to provide a development which will, they hope, stimulate the economy in this area and in this state, which is a matter of particular interest. That's all. Yes, Mr. President. Uh, has a decision been reached uh, on how far this country would be willing to go in uh, helping an anti-Castro uprising or invasion in Cuba? Uh, what could you say with respect to recent developments as far as uh, the anti-Castro movement in Cuba are concerned? Well, first I want to say that there will not be under any conditions be an intervention in Cuba by United States Armed Forces. And this government will do everything it possibly can, and I think it can meet its responsibilities to make sure that there are no Americans involved in any actions inside Cuba. Secondly, uh, the Justice Department's recent indictment of Mr. Mass Ferrer in Florida on the grounds that he was plotting an invasion of Cuba from Florida in order to establish a Batista-like regime should indicate the feelings uh, of this country towards those who wish to reestablish that kind of administration inside Cuba. Third, we do not intend to take any action with respect to the property or other economic interests which American citizens formerly held in Cuba. 
other than formal and normal negotiations with a free and independent Cuba. The basic issue in Cuba is not one between the United States and Cuba. It is between the Cubans themselves. And I intend to see that we adhere to that principle. And as I understand it, this administration's attitude is so understood and shared by the anti-Castro exiles from Cuba in this country. President, yeah. could you give us your views, sir, about the Soviet achievement of putting a man in orbit and what it would mean to our space program as such? Well, it is a most impressive uh, scientific uh, accomplishment. And also, I think that uh, we, uh, all of us, uh, as members of the race, have the greatest uh, admiration for the uh, Russian who participated in this extraordinary feat. I have already sent uh, congratulations to uh, Mr. Khrushchev, and uh, I uh, send uh, congratulations to uh, the man who was involved. Uh, I indicated that the task force which we set up on space way back last January, January 12th, indicated that because of the Soviet progress in the field of boosters, where they had been ahead of us, that we expected that they would be first in space, in orbiting a man in space. And of course, that has taken part. We are carrying out our program, and we expect to uh, hope to uh, make progress in this area this year ourselves. Mr. President, uh, your white paper last year, uh, last week, uh, referred in very diplomatic language to the takeover uh, by communism in Cuba. Is it your view that Fidel Castro is personally a communist? Well, he has indicated uh, his uh, admiration on many occasions for the uh, communist uh, revolution. He has appointed a great many communists to high positions. A great many of those, I think, in the white paper, well, rather the state paper, he indicated that two-thirds of those who had been members of his first government had fled Cuba, people who uh, had a strong feeling for the revolution, but who, were not proposed to, who did not propose to see it come under the domination of the communists. So that uh, I would uh, not want to uh, characterize uh, uh, Mr. Castro, uh, except to say that uh, by his own words, he's indicated his hostility to a democratic uh, rule in this hemisphere, to democratic liberal leaders in many of the countries of the hemisphere who are attempting to improve the life of their people, and has uh, associated himself most intimately with the uh, Sino-Soviet bloc, and uh, has indicated his desire to spread the uh, influence of that bloc throughout this hemisphere. Mr. Hightower? Mr. President, in your talks with uh, Prime Minister McMillan, did you come to some common understanding on the best way to handle the problem of Red China in the United Nations next fall? Well, we discussed the uh, uh, problem, and we also discussed the different, uh, differing uh, approach which uh, the United States has followed from, with, uh, we discussed the problem of the admission of Red China, and we also discussed the fact that there was a, different in a difference in approach between the uh, British and ourselves. Uh, I made it uh, very clear that uh, the United States uh, was going to continue to meet its commitments to the people on uh, Formosa, to the government on Formosa, and uh, I also uh, did discuss the fact that uh, the vote on the moratorium was very close, but, uh, and that we had no, cannot make a final judgment as to what the vote on the moratorium will be or on the admission of Red China. But uh, I must say that the 
report I saw this morning of that conversation from London was not accurate in that uh, it indicated that the United States had changed its position on the moratorium. That we have not done. And I want to take this opportunity to emphasize that uh, the United States uh, supports the uh, Taiwan Formosa government in its membership in the United Nations and uh, is exploring uh, with all interested parties uh, what the position will be in the discussions at the United Nations next fall. The Prime Minister made his own position clear and that of his government. Mr. President, yeah. Mr. President how do you reconcile, reconcile your concern with unemployment in uh, connection with the closing of about 50 military installations, which will throw thousands of civilian employees out of work. I might say, uh, just to make it perfectly clear in response to uh, Mr. Hightower's uh, question, uh, in conclusion, I would say that the United States uh, is opposed under present conditions, continues to be opposed under present conditions to the admission of Red China. Now, on your, uh, we stated in the, we have asked for a substantial increase in expenditures for the national defense. This will affect the beneficially employment. But I don't think, uh, I think we said in our statement very clearly that we did not think that defense bases should be kept going when they no longer had a, uh, when there was no longer a need for them in order to uh, maintain the defense, uh, defensive strength of the United States. I think that uh, is a traditional position and one which this administration will follow. We will attempt, to the best of our ability, to maintain jobs for the people who are involved. But uh, we cannot get a strong national defense if we continue uh, defense systems or bases which are archaic and outmoded, which no longer represent uh, a real need. I am hopeful that the country's economy generally will be strong enough to absorb those who may be thrown out of work because of uh, structural changes in our defense system. But, uh, and uh, I think it's a serious problem. As we change from planes to uh, missiles, you, you affect employment, not only in the bases, but in the defense industries themselves. And this is a serious matter for the government. But we cannot permit ourselves that uh, we are paying in the 40 billions for national defense, which represents a heavy burden we have to make it as efficient as possible. So we will try to do that with regard, due regard to the needs of the people who are involved. But I'm hopeful that we can meet their needs on a broader national base, not merely maintaining bases which, for which we no longer have a need in our defense structure. Yes. Mr. President, do you have any indication that the Russians may be about to release uh, the U-2 pilot, uh, Gary Francis Powers? No, we do not. I've seen the stories, but we do not have any information on the matter. Uh, the Russians seem to be taking their time in replying to uh, the urgent call for a ceasefire in Laos. In the meantime, there are reports that they've stepped up their airlifted weapons to the rebels. Uh, how long can you afford to wait before uh, the Soviets reply? I'm not sure that there is evidence that a step up, uh, there may have been an increase one or two days, but over a period of 10 days or so, or two weeks, I don't uh, think that there is any evidence that the there has been a very marked increase in their supplies. The supplies have continued, but uh, I don't think it's fair to say that, uh, or accurate to say that there's been a sharp step up in the last uh, few days. I'm hopeful that we're going to get an answer, I hope this week, shortly so that we can get a ceasefire and so that the supplying of forces on both sides uh, 
could be, uh, could be ended. Our supplies to the government forces are continuing. Yes, Mr. Gray. Mr. President, Senator Kefalva and Representative Sella say that we must have legislation to bring down the prices of medicines for sick people and protect the purity of drugs. They have introduced legislation to do that by amending the patent and antitrust laws. Are you for that? Can you do anything executively, or can you do it through the Department of Justice? Well, I think that uh, it, may, it may be that we can take some action executively without uh, the Congress, and I would be, I'll be glad to look into that. Federal Trade Commission also, I'm sure, will concern itself with this problem and uh, with other related problems. I think Mr. Dixon was the counsel for that committee, who's the new chairman of the Federal Trade Commission. I will uh, be uh, looking with interest to Mr. Kefauver's efforts in this area because uh, these prices are high. I do think, uh, moving away from your point, which I think is a good one, that uh, we, all this effort would be useful, and I think it would also be useful to provide medical care for the aged tied to Social Security uh, as a, another facet of the problem of helping our people pay for, uh, afford good health. Sir, will you help actively Senator William Blakely of Texas to get elected? He's running in the primary on the Democratic ticket and he has opposed your program uh, quite a bit and also opposed some of your nominees. He has been nominated by the party, but to the best of my knowledge, I haven't heard, he hasn't asked uh, for me, uh, my assistance as yet. If he does, I will certainly, uh, be glad to uh, do what I think is uh, useful, Mr. Morgan. <laughs> but I'm for Democrats uh, in these uh, fights between Mr. Towers. <laughs> I've examined, uh, I've read Mr. Towers' speech, and uh, so that uh, I think probably the people of Texas can decide these things. It uh, isn't very useful ordinarily for people to come out of state whether it's uh, the president or uh, Senator Goldwater or anyone else. And I think probably the people of Texas can make a very effective judgment without external advice. Uh, Mr. But we'll president, be glad to give it if asked. <laughs> this question might better be asked at a history class than a news conference, but here it is anyway. Uh, the communists seem to be putting us on the defensive on a number of fronts, now again in space. Wars aside, do you think that there is a danger that their system is going to prove more durable than ours? Well, I think that uh, we are in a period of, uh, of a long, drawn-out uh, test to see uh, which system is, uh, and I think, the more durable. Not better, but more durable. And uh, we've had a number of uh, experiences with this kind of uh, competition. The, a dictatorship enjoys advantages in this kind of competition over a short period by its ability to mobilize its resources for a specific purpose. We've made uh, some exceptional scientific advances in the last uh, decade. And uh, some of them, they're not as spectacular as the man in space or as uh, the uh, uh, first Sputnik. Uh, but they are uh, important. I've said that I thought that if we could ever competitively at a cheap rate, get fresh water from salt water, that it would be in the long-range uh, interests of humanity, which would really dwarf any other scientific accomplishment. And I'm hopeful that we will uh, intensify our efforts in that area. I think uh, if we could uh, increase the techniques for uh, improving education in uneducated uh, sections of the world, that would be a, by using the latest 
devices of science that that would be an extraordinary accomplishment. I do not uh, regard the first man in space as a sign of the weakening of the, uh, of the uh, free world, but I do regard the total mobilization of men and uh, things for the service of the communist bloc over the last years as a source of great danger to us. And I would say we're going to have to live with that danger and hazard uh, through much of the rest of this century. My feeling is that we are more durable in the long run. These uh, dictatorships enjoy many short-range uh, advantages, as we saw in the 30s. But in the long run, I think our system suits the qualities and aspirations of people, the desire to be their own master. I think our system suits better. Our job is to maintain uh, our strength until uh, our great qualities can uh, be brought more effectively to bear. But uh, during the meantime, it's going to require a united effort. Mr. President, uh, one aspect of the problem you've just been discussing is the strength of our economy. There's been increasing comment from both within your own administration and outside to the effect that even when we pull out of the current recession, we're going to be left with a very large, serious amount of unemployment. And it's been suggested that measures quite different in character from what you've proposed, more far-reaching, uh, will be necessary to cure that. I wonder what, whether you have anything uh, further in mind. Well, uh, in the first place, I'd like to see the measures that we've suggested uh, be passed. Uh, we haven't yet uh, secured the passage of the uh, depressed area bill. We haven't yet secured uh, the passage of the aid to dependent uh, children, uh, which has passed the House and I hope will pass the Senate shortly. We have not yet uh, secured the passage of the uh, Social Security changes, uh, one of which provides for earlier retirements, which will, I think, provide some relief. But uh, these steps, uh, the unemployment compensation, which is going to begin to flow into the hands of people who need it in the next week, the aid to dependent children, the uh, earlier retirement, the aid to depressed areas, all these will be useful. Now, when we are also considering what longer range steps could be taken, some of them which involve uh, different changes in monetary policy, of course, uh, we're rather limited because of the effect on the outflow of gold, where uh, for our domestic needs, we might want to proceed differently. We are limited because we don't want to start uh, to stimulate the uh, gold outflow again. But we are giving it a good deal of consideration. These matters are not easy. You want to affect this hard core of unemployment, which may continue after we had a recovery without providing for inflation, without providing for an outflow of our gold. But we are now in the administration considering what other measures could be recommended to the Congress which would uh, assist in this area. But I must say it is one of Great complexity. President, 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 yes. President uh, a member of Congress said today that he was tired of being seeing the United States second to Russia in the space field. I suppose he speaks for a lot of others. Now, you've asked Congress for more money to speed up our space program. What is the prospect that we will catch up with Russia and perhaps surpass Russia in this field? Well, the Soviet Union. Uh, gained an uh, important uh, advantage by uh, securing these large boosters, which were able to put uh, greater weights. And that advantage is going to be with them for some time. Uh, however tired anybody may be, and uh, no one is more tired than, uh, uh, than I am, uh, it is a fact that it uh, 
uh, it's going to take some time, and I think we have to recognize it. They secured these large boosters, which have led to their being first in Sputnik and led to their first uh, putting their man in space. We are, I hope, uh, going to be able to uh, carry out our efforts with due regard to the problem of uh, the life of the man involved uh, this year. But uh, we are behind. And uh, we, I'm sure they're making a concentrated effort to stay ahead. We have provided additional emphasis on Saturn. We provided additional emphasis on Rover. We are uh, attempting to improve other systems which will give us uh, a stronger position, all of which are very expensive, all of which involve billions of dollars. We, uh, so that uh, in answer to your question, as I said in my State of the Union, the news will be worse before it's better, and uh, it will be some time before we catch up. We are, I hope, going to go in other areas where we can be first and which will bring perhaps more long-range benefits to uh, mankind. But here, we're behind. President, I'm sorry. Uh, Mr. President, the White House News Photographers Association bars Negro members. Do you feel that a group attached to the White House should follow such a policy? No, I don't. I hope they'll uh, let them, everyone in. Everyone in comes into the White House. And uh, I would hope any associations that they make, uh, and uh, so that I would uh, hope that uh, those who are uh, involved with the organization, I'm sure that when the matter's brought their attention, that they will uh, permit everyone who is accredited and is a photographer to come to the White House. That's Mr. the way I'd certainly like to see it. Uh, Mr. Gamolka said in a speech released yesterday that persons who are now high in your administration, unnamed, had given some assurance during the campaign last fall that if elected, you would consider the present Polish-German frontier to be final. Have you given any such assurance? Well, I uh, saw the story, but I'm not, uh, I, I'm not informed as to who uh, had the conversation with Mr. Gamoka. In fact, I haven't been able to determine who that might be. But in answer to the, uh, and quite obviously, at that time, we were not in any position. In any case, I was not informed of any conversation then or since then. It may have taken place with Mr. Gamoka. In regard to the question itself, I think that the satisfactory solution of the line uh, should be part of a general solution of the problem of Germany or the question of Germany involving the peace treaty with Germany and all the rest. President, uh, in connection with the uh, domestic economy and the lag in, in the uptick in Congress on the real problem, how do you uh, feel that a greater sense of urgency can be developed among the American people generally. Apparently, some congressmen feel that, that back home at Easter time, there wasn't enough push and drive and interest among the people there to give them that uh, interest in your program. Well, I, uh, when you have 7% uh, unemployed, you have 93% working. And therefore, uh, it, uh, it is a fact that you have these pockets of unemployment, which are extremely serious. Some congressmen can come back who represent West Virginia, some parts of Pennsylvania, Gary, Indiana, and Southern Illinois, and all the rest, Eastern Kentucky, and can tell you that there's a great sense of urgency in this matter. Others who represent other areas uh, may not feel it, but uh, I think it's a serious matter. When you look at the rate of economic growth of Italy, Germany, and France this year, and our economic growth, I would uh, say that it's a matter of the greatest urgency. 
And in, in addition, anyone who honestly seeking a job who can't find it deserves the attention of the United States government and the people, particularly those who are fortunate enough to work. And that includes us all. Sir, um, the United States administration, your administration, has resisted with vigor, especially through its ambassador to the UN, Soviet attempts to change the structure of the uh, world organization. Will the administration now that General de Gaulle has indicated his displeasure with the structure of the UN resist with equal vigor any French attempts to change its structure? Well, we would not uh, favor the change in the structure. I'm not sure that there's an agreement. Uh, there's certainly not an agreement. Uh, they may both disapprove of the structure, but uh, their disagreements are based on uh, different uh, factors. Uh, General de Gaulle and the Soviet. Uh, we, uh, I would be opposed to uh, changing the United Nations in the way the Soviets proposed. I support the United Nations in its present organization. We can, I think, perhaps uh, provide a more effective representation among the civil servant structure of the United Nations among all countries and all uh, continents. And we also, I hope, can consider how the newly joined countries can play a greater, have a greater voice in the Security Council. But these are the kinds of improvements I would like to see in the United Nations, not tripartitism, which I think would, uh, of the kind suggested by the Soviet Union, uh, which uh, would uh, make it impossible for the United Nations to function. And uh, I regret that uh, it has been, uh, the same principle has been suggested in the Geneva talks. Yeah. At the beginning of the news conference, sir, you told us what the United States cannot do in Cuba. Last night on the broadcast, you said, I think Latin America is in a most critical period in its relations with us. Therefore, if we don't move now, Mr. Castro may become a much greater danger than he is to us today. Right. Can you explore, sir, what we can or are doing in the line of moving well, I, now? I think that uh, we uh, attempted to uh, indicate some of the areas where I hope we could take affirmative action in the speech I made to the ambassadors in March. Uh, Mr. Uh, Dillon is in uh, Rio uh, at the meeting of the Inter-American Bank. And uh, we are, in uh, the month of April and May and June, going to attempt in other ways to implement uh, the concept behind uh, Alianza Para Progreso. I hope that the Congress will appropriate as quickly as possible the $500 million suggested by the Act of Bogota. That would be at least a, a, an important start. We will have other proposals to make. but. Uh, I think that uh, it's important that we uh, seize the initiative and do not permit uh, those who are not the friends of freedom to become the spokesman for the uh, uh, material aspirations of the uh, people of Latin America. So that I hope we are identify ourselves with both the social, political, or the social and the material aspirations of the people of Latin America. That same question, you said that, uh, you pointed out that this government has indicted a pro-Batista Cuban, but I'm not clear from your answer, sir, whether uh, this government will oppose any attempt to mount an offensive against Castro from this country. Well, Could you uh, clarify that? If your phrase is to mount an offensive, is as I understand it, uh, we, I'd be opposed to mounting an offensive. Are we barred by our own Neutrality Act or by the uh, OAS Treaty? from giving any aid or arms to uh, anti-Castro elements in this country? Well, there are, of course, as I've stated, there, are, there is a revolutionary committee here, which is, of course, extremely anxious to see uh, a change in government in that country. Uh, I'm sure that uh, they have, uh, they're very interested in uh, 
associating with all those who uh, feel the same way. Mr. Castro enjoyed some support here in the United States and received uh, some assistance uh, when he was attempting to carry out uh, his uh, revolution. In fact, some Americans were involved in the military actions with him. Uh, that uh, latter is what uh, we're particularly anxious to uh, Would you say, sir, to what extent the United States can lend its good offices to disputes that arise between some of the new countries and their former uh, colonial countries? I'm thinking particularly of the uh, West New Guinea dispute between Indonesia and the Netherlands. <coughs> Well, uh, we are going to see uh, Mr. Sicano, and I'm sure that will be one of the matters that were discussed. I did have a chance to, uh, that was one of the matters touched upon by the foreign uh, minister of the Netherlands. It's rather difficult uh, for the United States to offer, uh, to offer its good offices in the, unless we were asked by both parties to do so. And as to the best of my knowledge, we have not been asked by both parties to mediate uh, that dispute. Mr. President, uh, your, uh, yes. Mr. President returning to that Texas election for a moment, what uh, significance, if any, do you see in the vote there in terms of enacting your congressional program? I mean, in other words, uh, was this purely a local election or did it reflect some sort of a uh, uh, reaction to the administration? Well, I would think it would be uh, probably unwise. Uh, I don't know how profitable it would be then. Let's say that prof to attempt to uh, make a judgment. There is a, uh, you could, uh, each side can claim some comfort out of the uh, Texas uh, election only, uh, and uh, perhaps they would. But uh, I think that uh, Mr. Blakely, uh, Senator Blakely, runs as a Democrat, and uh, I think that his uh, prospects. Uh, I think that uh, he will uh, probably uh, run a uh, active and vigorous campaign, and we'll see what happens. But I wouldn't attempt in the divided field with over 71 candidates to make any judgments about uh, which way Texas is going. Thank you, Mr. President. 